Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday and Isaac, welcome back, man. How was your Hall of Fame uh, responsibilities, brother? Oh, what's up, Doc, man? Everything was smooth, man. Uh, Shot a couple of spots for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Very fortunate to be able to do that, man. But uh, it it went good, man. Had a good time doing it. Uh, Pensacola, Florida. Uh, Had a stop off in uh, Dallas, Texas. So you can tell things are kind of opening back up in the United States. Now we're traveling a little bit, man, and uh, making sure we're keeping everybody safe at the same time. But um, everything went smooth. Uh, happy to be back home in Florida where it's a little chilly today, man. 59 degrees. Where's the fur coat? Man, what? Man, quit crying. 59 degrees. Man, people, I'm telling you, man, people in Florida, man, California, too, y'all spoiled, man, when it comes to that, that warm weather, man. In Memphis, man, 59 degrees is like a, that's a warm day for us, brother. Man. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, <laughs> California gets cold, too. I mean, let's, let's be real. That, yeah. when, that, when that sun goes down in Los Angeles and, and the Bay Area, man, you need an overcoat because it's, uh, it's cold. It's, it's the, one of the coldest Training camps I ever had was the time I spent with San Francisco 49ers, man. It was freezing, 55 degrees in the summertime, man. It was cold. Hey, you know what? Speaking of cold, man, speaking of cold, the L.A. Rams, man, just made a cold move, I think. We've been talking about Isaac. You know, of course, I'm going to get your opinion, man, on some of the free agent moves the Rams have made this offseason because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. But, man, hey, Cola free agent move they made, man. We've been talking about the Rams need to they need to address having a deep threat in wide receiver. And it looks like they knew that. And they went out and got Deshaun Jackson, man. Veteran, man, former Pro Bowler, man. A little older now, but at the same time, Deshaun Jackson coming back home to Cali. Huge move for the Rams, man. He is that deep threat because even though he's 34, he still can take the top off the defense, what the Rams need. How you feel about that move, man? You know what? To be honest, man, I feel real, really good about it. Um, it, it brings us another veteran, veteran presence in that in that uh, wide receiver room. Uh, a guy that has a ton of experience. And you talked about taking the top off the defense, man. He's been doing that his entire career. He's a guy that averages about twenty yards a catch. So uh, there's uh, some sense of uh, responsibility when he's on the field. You have to be, be sure where this guy is because not only that. I mean, you know, a lot of fast guys don't catch the ball, but he catches the ball very well. So just to have him in the locker room, have him on the field, um, 
you know, he's, he's kind of in that mode of Ted Ginn Jr. right now, still fast, uh, still, still able to at times command that double team. So he'll, he'll help the offense. He'll help Matthew Stafford as far as having that deep threat that we need, man, that opens up just about everything as far as the running game is concerned and, and the guys that work underneath um, uh, Cooper Cups and, and Robert Woods, everything they like to do underneath. So that combination of having a Deshaun Jackson on the field and uh, he's at home, man. So it'll be comfortable for him for, from that standpoint. He's still in the NFC and uh, still uh, being able to, to put in work. So it's a, a welcome addition. I think he'll work well for us. And uh, got to keep him healthy, man. Stay on the field. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Sean McVay will do a good job as far as keeping him healthy. You know, probably give him Wednesday, Thursday off like he does uh, the big left tackle. So uh, just put him in that protocol and just let him be ready on Sundays. I think he'll, he'll benefit, uh, benefit us a lot. Now, Deshaun Jackson has spent a lot of his career being the number one receiver. Of course, he hadn't been the number one receiver for the teams he's played with the last couple of years. And the good thing about him, we're not bringing him to L.A. to be a number one receiver. We don't need him to be a number one receiver. We just need him to be the person, man, who can stretch the defense, man, who can keep them honest and I love it because he is fast, so you got to respect that, man. As far as I'm looking at it, Isaac, that's going to give Cooper Cup and Robert Woods even more room to get open and to run their little underneath routes, man, and their little curl routes, man, their little dig routes, man. So adding Deshaun Jackson to that offense, man, I think it's going to help out Robert Woods and Cooper Cup even more. And But what should we expect from, from, from Deshaun? I'm the one – I'm the type – we ain't bringing him in to catch five, six, seven balls a game, man. Maybe two or three passes, go deep at least a couple of times and let it go, Matthew Stafford. So let them know that we will strike you and we, we will come at your neck if you get a little too comfortable. Tell you what, I mean, a, a production level of about 55, between 55 and 60 catches for Deshaun Jackson, man, would be a great year for him, especially him being 34 right now. Uh, that production level, that's a lot more than than what we can expect. But at the same time, I think he can actually go out and perform at that level, uh, considering uh, the play calling that we have, the scheme that we have, the quarterback that we have, and just the whole dynamic of the entire offense, man, being able to run the football, being a run first team gives him a lot of opportunities on that outside with uh, with the middle of the field being closed and, you know, him being one-on-one. So, uh, and, and the other guys, man, you mentioned other guys, Woods and Cup, these guys demand attention. So, therefore, you know, just the combination of those three guys being on the field at the same time, Doc, hey, man, everybody can eat and everybody can eat good. I love the move, man. I just love I love the move, man. That's what the Rams needed to address. That's what they addressed. And I know a lot of times, man, people come home to their hometown to play professional sports, whether it be NFL, NBA. Sometimes they can get a little too loose. They can get too little too comfortable, man. They have partners that grew up with, man, still want to hang in and kick it. Now, maybe, you know, if this was the younger Deshaun Jackson, that would be a concern. But now, dude, he, you know, he he's older now. He's mature. And I don't think that's going to be a problem at all, even for people who think that, who may bring that up. But I think this is a more mature uh, Deshaun Jackson. I think he still has something to prove. I think he wants to prove that he still can play. And I think he still still can play, Isaac. But like you said, man, he just got to stay healthy, man. So I don't think it's a problem with him coming back home. I think that's going to make him even perform and work even harder. Well, the culture in the, in the Los Angeles Rams locker room, man, dictates that, you know, we're on the pathway to not only play in a Super Bowl, but to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, every every person, every football player that's on, ever strapped on a helmet and a pair of shoulder pads is looking for that opportunity to play in a Super Bowl and win one. 
Deshaun Jackson is no different from that aspect, man. I mean, he's played in the league a very long time. Um, I'm sure he's looking for that opportunity to win a championship. So the culture and just the mindset of, of the guys that are in the locker room with, for the Rams right now, man, it's all about adapting and, and pushing it towards playing a home game uh, for, for a Super Bowl championship in SoFi Stadium. And I, and I feel like, and I, it seems like Deshaun walks right into that mix uh, with that mindset as well. Uh, helping this team get there and being able to play for that Super Bowl championship. Now the Rams, Sean McVay, Les Snead, they addressed things on offense that they needed to address. Of course, the Matthew Stafford trade is official. Now he is a Ram. He is, you know, he is in L.A. He, you know, we had to wait until last week, so he's officially a Ram. So those really the only two moves uh, we made on offense, bringing Matthew Stafford in, trading for him, sending golf to Detroit, and bringing Deshaun Jackson in, two two positions we needed to address, and we did. So I think we're good on the offensive side of the ball, even though you let Gerald Everett go to the Seahawks. He was good, but, you know, we still got some good tight ends. But on the defensive side of the ball, that's where some decisions had to be made, Isaac. We had the number one defense in the NFL last season, man, and I talked about this last week, so I've been waiting to let the people hear your opinion, man. We had to make a decision on who we was going to get a big loop to. It's going to be Leonard Floyd or either John Johnson the third. We decided to give it to Leonard Floyd. Four years, $64 million, man. He got paid. He got that loop. But in turn, we couldn't pay John Johnson the third. He ended up going to Cleveland. He ended up getting that loot, and we happy for him. How you like that move, man? The Rams decided to invest and give their money to Leonard Floyd and let John Johnson the third uh, walk away. Well, you know, it, it, it paints a picture of the direction that we're headed now with the draft coming up. I mean, we got those uh, three third-round compensatory picks, uh, you know, because of, uh, you know, Holmes going to uh, the Detroit for, uh, to be the general manager there. So it kind of shows you where we're headed in the draft. I think we'll be de- defense-heavy in the draft. But at the same time, you know, I was uh, in a similar situation uh, when the Rams had to make a decision between keeping Leonard Little versus uh, London Fletcher. So the name of the game of the day, Doc, in, in, in today's NFL is getting after the quarterback. And if you can get after the quarterback and pressure the quarterback uh, at, the, at the rate that Leonard Floyd did last year, albeit it was a lot of help from Aaron Donald. You know, in other words, he did his job well enough to get paid the, the money that he got paid. That's what you want to do. You want to you want to make sure that you're able to get to the quarterback. Now, if you have to sacrifice on the back end of that uh, and just look into the draft to see if we can replace uh, the production level that, uh, you know, John Johnson had in the background, uh, the guys like Troy Hill had in, in, in the secondary. If we can do that, we're, we're going to have to do it through the draft. But the name of the game is always getting after the quarterback, especially with the quarterbacks that we face in this division, uh, the, the Aaron, uh, the, the Murrays. Uh, the the Garoppolo's and and guys like Russell Wilson, we got to get after these guys, man. We got to be able to corral these guys when they uh, extend plays. Be able to run these guys down. That's why you keep a Leonard Floyd on your team. You keep him at that position, uh, you know, for another year, and that keep that chemistry together, uh, you know, with that front seven that we had. So uh, making choices is hard to make choices like that, but at the same time, it's about football and getting after the quarterback. So Leonard Floyd, take the deal, man. Congratulations. And, and the point I made, man, is I think you and I agree on this. I'm one of those, look, man, if you've got good defensive linemen, keep them, man, because if you can pressure the quarterback and you can sack them, bruh, they don't have time to throw the ball. So, you know, DBs ain't really got no work to do. So you keep Leonard Floyd, who's doggish, 
who's a straight lion. He's a monster, man. Keep Aaron Donald. At the same time, it's easy. You know, it ain't easy to make that decision. But when you got a Jalen Ramsey back there, man, it's like, okay, Jalen can kind of, you know, have half of the field kind of locked down. So, John Johnson III, we wish him the best. He also goes, you know, he goes to Cleveland and it's, you know, we lose Troy Hill, the other cornerback. He goes to Cleveland. He got paid two, four years, $24 million. So, this is what happens, man, when you have the number one defense, man. The Cats want to get your player. So John Johnson, the third gone, Troy Hill gone, Brockers gone, Morgan Fox gone, Samson Ecubon gone. But John Johnson, the third and losing Troy Hill. That, I mean, I mean, that's, that's a big loss for us, man. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can get somebody to replace those two dudes, but it's still good to have Jalen Ramsey on the other side. It does kind of help make that decision even easier. Makes it a whole lot easier, man. When you have uh, one of the, one of the top three, players at his position playing for your team lining up every Sunday, you know, in the second year of a, you know, major contract that he just renewed uh, not too long ago. I mean, it makes it easy, man. I mean, he's on a path to be one of the best corners ever to play the game. And, you know, with that comes responsibility of being able to, you know, help to mature some of the new guys that are coming in. So there's going to be a whole new uh, flock of guys that are coming into the Rams, a whole new mob, we should say, as far as defense is concerned. And, you know, the responsibility falls on the guys in that locker room to get these guys acclimated as soon as they can. So, you know, some of the bigger questions is who's going to play on that opposite side of Jalen right now? I mean, we saw the way that, uh, you know, schematically how a defensive coordinator can benefit from having a Jalen Ramsey and an Aaron Donald on the field at the same time. You play a lot more zone on the other side, man. It gives you uh, opportunities to get tip balls, interceptions, and, and things of that nature. So, um it, it, it'll be interesting to see who wins that job. Maybe the guys in the draft, maybe he's in college right now, but, um, you know, we'll see who falls out uh, and, and maybe who lines up over this. But I'm excited to see. I mean, I mean, I think uh, Snead has his job, has his, his, his work cut out for him as far as, you know, restocking that defense, man. And we're going to have to do it via the draft this year. And I, I had a, I mean, you know, I, I want to ask you this too, man, before, because the Rams, they went into last week, man, $33 million over the salary cap, man. Les Snead did a good job of getting under the salary cap, you know, making some moves, deciding on some players. But, you know, you had, you had his top players, man, you know, guys like Ramsey and Cooper Cup and uh, uh, AD, you know, those guys, you know, make a decision to restructure their contract, man, to – you know, make their, you know, salary, bring that base salary down to give them a little bit more signing bonus money. And I said, man, look, you got to give these dudes some credit for doing that, man, because, you know, you stress the signing bonus out, which means you can stretch it out over several years, but still at the same time, bro, when you getting them checks every week, them checks don't look the same. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you still getting the money, but you ain't seeing it. You know, that's a big difference, man. So that's a mental thing. So, you know, how you feel about them dudes? Because I think it's extremely unselfish for them dudes to do that because they didn't have to because it ain't like they was going to cut them. But it does show, you know, the loyalty they have for the Rams and, you know, how much they believe in McVay and Les need to do that because, as I said, Isaac, them checks don't look the same, man, anymore, man. You're just going to get them, you know, years down the line. Well, I'll tell you what. My motto is this, man. It's always plenty more where that came from. You know, you, know, you, you write a big check or you receive a big check, you know, the words out of your mouth should be, there's plenty more where that came from. So uh, as far as the loyalty thing, man, you can toss that out the window, man. If I can get as much money as I can up front, uh, and that's my that's one of my goals, to get as much as I can up front. I'm not really concerned about a base salary. If you want to pay me 500 grand as a base salary, 
but give me $25 million to, to start the, silly, the season? Hey, I'm not going to argue with you, man. Yeah. I'm going to say more to the better. And if you want to, if you want to give me another hundred grand of that five hundred thousand base salary, I'm taking that as well. So, you know, the name of the game should be get as much money as you can up front because we know that these contracts in the NFL are not guaranteed. Only guaranteed that are in the contracts is that upfront money. So you want to be you want to be wise. Go out and be wise and, and, and take that money up front. And uh, you know, you, you bring in the loyalty part. Loyalty. <laughs> pay me, I'm going to play, okay? If you don't play me, I'm not playing. That's just the way it is. Oh, I guess you got you got a great point. Great, great point. <laughs> hey, hey, another dude we did let go, man, Michael Brockers, man. We traded him to Detroit. Yeah. For, we, all we got was a seventh-round pick, bro. It's, it's almost like we gave him away, man. I, I don't think we got enough of Michael Brockers, man, but it almost seems like, you know, we're trying to help, you know, the former Rams who run in the Detroit Lions out. Because we basically just gave them Michael Brockers for a seven-round pick, man. And it seems like these two organizations, uh, they have done a lot of business so far and look like they're going to have a nice little business relationship. But do you think we gave Michael Brockers away, man, just too cheaply? Well, Brockers has always been one of the catalysts, man, of what we've been doing on defense for a very long time, man. Just him and the combination of being with Aaron Donald, man. Those guys have been a force. Uh, he's a true run stopper. He does his job very well. And uh, you know what, Doc? Let's be real. This is this is the second time that we've nearly lost Brockers. I mean, he was almost a Baltimore Raven uh, a couple of years ago before we ended up re-signing him. So it, it, it looked like he was going to be out the window at some point. Uh, and, you know, not you know uh, of his Rams career, ultimately lining up for someone else. But um, you know, when you talk about the strength of our team, you have to look at what's in the defensive line room because we have a lot of guys right now that are making some plays, man. That, that entire room is really stocked right now. So we could afford to let some guys go. And unfortunately, it had to be a guy like Brockers, who I consider one of the leaders on the team, the entire team. The guy, when when he speaks, I think everybody listens to him and uh, kind of follows his beat. So, so uh, we, we have to replace that. Uh, someone else will have to be the vocal part of what's going on uh, as far as the defensive line is concerned and the, the offense and the, and the team as a whole. So, uh, we'll figure that out. But, you know, you hate to lose a guy like Brock because he's been there. He's a Ram. He was drafted a Ram. So he's been there for a while and, you know, wish him all the best in his future uh, professional career. I also hate to lose Morgan Fox, man. We lost him to Carolina. He's one of those dogs that you have on defense, man, you know. So hate to see him leave. Not really don't know. I, I do know how I feel about Samson Acubon going to the 49ers, man. They gave him two years, $12 million, man. Hey, look. Good for you, bro, but I, I ain't going to really miss Samson too much because he really didn't do too much this past season. I ain't trying to talk about you, Samson, but I'm saying, man, you, I mean, it was hard for you to get off blocks, man, but I you gone. You're not a Ram anymore, so I'm going to let you go, so I, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone, but he went to the 49ers. Hey, that's a move you had to make going from the Rams to the 49ers, man. Uh, <laughs> how was that mentally? I mean, you're a different, you're a totally different type of player now. So when Rams fans saw you went to San Francisco, they still showed you love, though, because they understood the situation. But you going to San Francisco made a whole lot. I mean, you going to San Francisco made a whole lot of noise and some waves. Samson just kind of sliding in there, man. So it don't have the same kind of impact. But it is kind of, you know, funny to see him go from us right to San Francisco. Well, well, for me, man, you know, you talk about 14 years of wearing the same colors, you know, and I got used to seeing the same people uh, driving up into the same parking lots. Uh, the same locker rooms, you know, visiting uh, at home and in and, and the away locker room. So when you when you make a switch like that after a career 
as long as, you know, I play for the Rams, man, you know, it definitely takes some getting used to. I mean, you're not used to, you know, pulling up in, in, in the 49ers parking lot. You're not used to, you know, their, their, their practice facility. You're not used to wearing their colors. So those are things that you have to get used to. And I remember vividly sitting uh, on the sideline in a preseason game and we're playing the Raiders. Everything seemed similar until I looked down and saw my pants colors, man, just different from what I was used to uh, playing in a football game, in a professional football game. So it takes some getting used to, man. But, you know, football is football. You're going to go out and play. You're going to go out and produce. And uh, you have to get get to know a lot of different people, a lot of different offenses. Uh, from that standpoint, coaching staff may be a little different. But you're professional. You make sure you, you know, your, your study habits are what they should be. And uh, you get acclimated with what's going on and you start to adapt. And then, you know, your, your talent starts to, to, to start to blossom from there. Bro, but have, have we gotten better so far, man, with the moves we made? Because looking at it, man, it's like, okay, you did a great job. We kept Leonard Floyd. We got Matthew Stafford. We got Deshaun Jackson. But, bro, them a lot of, them a lot of dudes to lose on defense, man. Now, I mean, that's a, no, no, that's a lot of dudes, and that's a lot of production, bro. I mean, John Johnson third gone. Troy Hill gone. Brockers gone. Morgan Fox gone. Samson gone. I mean, dog, bro, have we gotten better so far with the moves that we've made? I mean, of course we got a lot of offseason left. But so far, Isaac, do you think we've gotten better, man? Well, we, we have a really good cake, dog. The, the cake is, has, has been baked uh, the last couple of seasons, particularly last year. I think we have a really, really good cake. And I think this year, the icing on that cake will come from the draft, just like we've been talking about, man. I think we have enough draft picks to the point where we can go out and find some guys who can come in, we can plug and play, and we can, we can get these guys acclimated to what we do. Now, not only that, you know, when you talk about production, you have to look at the production based off the other guys that you have on the field with the guys that we're missing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From what Aaron Donald brought to brought brought to the table, uh, what Jalen Ramsey brought to the table. These guys are not being able to sit in zone on the backside opposite of a a, a Jalen Ramsey who's who's manning up the other side and being able to steal second base. You know, it's hard to do that when you're just playing. You, you know, your side of the field. It's hard to do that when you're just playing. Uh, you know, middle field close or but when you're playing zone on the opposite side, what we used to call probably that that 88 coverage. When you're when you're able to play zone on the backside with one person on the other side, just manning it up the way Jalen does. Um, you can still second base. Doc. You can anticipate throws. You can anticipate runs and 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 uh, be a lot more successful than you are if you don't have those two players on, on your team. So a lot of production was lost. But at the same time, that production uh, ability to be there is going to be there again next year for those guys who step in and uh, those guys who replace those guys that we lost. And great point, man. The Rams, uh, I think I think I'm, I'm with you. I'm all with you, man. I, I still like us. The NFC West should be tough again. And speaking of the NFC West, hey, the Cardinals made a couple. You know, even though we know they signed J.J. White. And they, hey, yeah. they brought A.J. Green in to go with DeAndre Hopkins. So mm-hmm. how you like yeah. that, man? Yeah. That's Hey, look. A1 got them another veteran receiver, too, and A.J. Green got a lot to prove, too, man. So it's going to be, you know, Kyler Murray got some weapons. So it's going to be interesting, man, when we face up with them, man, who, you know, hey, that's some a, a nice couple of moves the Cardinals have made. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, what's interesting, Doc, you know, <laughs> you know, my, my last little segment, man, I, you know, I kind of neglected to mention 
the addition of Matthew Stafford, man. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's totally an upgrade from what we had, man. Let's let's be real, man. We're talking about a guy who's tough, uh, whose body language is what it should be, uh, who's hungry. You can see the hunger. You can hear it, you know, based on his comments, you can read the hunger that's that's in his mindset right now. He's never been in a situation right there, like like he is right now with a team that's probably projected to play in the Super Bowl. So uh, he's been around for a very long time. But but yeah, just with the addition of uh, of of what the other teams in this division have has added, hey man, it makes it makes the NFC West, uh, you know, a threat once again to be the best division in football again. So. Uh, I think a lot depends on the quarterback play uh, for the, for the entire division, but but solely based on you know what San Fran can do, uh, you know the the, the maturation of uh, of Kyler Murray down in, in in Arizona. It remains to be seen, man. So, but you know AJ Green coming to the mix, it, it'll be fun. I think he does have a lot to prove. I don't think he's finished. I think he has some a lot more in the tank. Uh, him and D Hop playing together now, man. I mean, I think they can play off each other very well. And, uh, you know, they add a lot to their defense. So those games within itself, man, it's already going to be tough, especially that second go around after that first game. But uh, it's going to be one of those divisions once again where uh, it's going to take great quarterback play to really – uh, make the difference and see who wins this division this coming season. And I'm glad you you heard you said the word upgrade because it made me think about something. You remember when when we first traded for uh, golf to the, Detroit to get a uh, uh, Matthew Stafford? You know, Brockers yeah. was like, "It's definitely an upgrade." You know, it's up, <laughs> but now he got to go see golf after he said, <laughs> "Look, now he got to go play with him." Hey, look, man, how does that conversation go? I know how it would be with me if one of my teammates said that. Then he thought he wasn't gonna play with me anymore. Then he. How would you deal with a teammate that said, you know, yeah, we, you know, hey, the person we got is an upgrade from who we had, then he got to come see him. How would that conversation go with you, man? Doc, you know what? Here it is, Doc. I mean, it's all about performance, man. And and in your job, you're in a performance-based industry. I'm in a performance-based industry. Uh, You know, it it seems like the only ones that don't want to be judged for their performance is – Christians. (laughs) Christians. <laughs> Let's just say that. And, yeah. and I'm a Christian, yeah. Doc. I'm yeah. a Christian. I'm a believer. Yeah. So um those those are the only ones. But you know, when when you're in a performance-based industry, it's about having impact and having influence. So the, all those things equal respect. We we say it all the time. It's not if I like you or if I don't like you, but it's about if I respect you. And the respect comes wholeheartedly from your performance on the field. Can you perform? Are you performing? Because the film doesn't lie. Your numbers don't lie. And, you know, what I'm seeing standing on the sideline ain't lying to me, man. My yeah. eyes ain't lying right now. So it's all about that performance, man. And, and, and when those guys meet each other, hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, but, he, he, you know, I think, I think Brockers may owe golf an apology from the standpoint of not telling him sooner. Yeah. So Why are you still a teammate? Broke. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm your brother, go ahead and let me know, man. I got heart feelings. I got shoulder pads on. Go ahead and let me know. Because if it's about winning, if it's about ultimately winning a Super Bowl, man, you got to help me pull the slack out of my rope. So I do it to you, and I expect you to do it to me. But, you know, what I see with that, man, they didn't have a lot of respect for Jared Goff. And them not, not forget the part that they didn't believe in him. Because if it was me, and I said it, and I saw Goff, and I saw him, and he asked me about it, I'm looking at him and saying, yeah, so what, man? I said it, now what? What you going to do? 
just play ball, man. We ain't got to be friends, man. I said it and I meant it, man. You know, you know, you won balling out. You know, you won doing anything. So it's done, bro. We ain't, we ain't got to be cool. Cause the fact of the matter, offensive, defensive players in the league don't really see to each other too. They don't hang out too much. You know what I'm saying? NFL players don't hang out too much anyway. Cause all of them got their own little click. So I wouldn't be tripping. I'll just be like, yeah, I said it, man. I so what? Now what you going to do? Look him in the face. See what he, if he don't say anything, all right, well, let's go to practice then or, or go to the meeting or whatever. So it is funny. Before we get out of here, Isaac, any other free agents moves around the NFL that you like or that caught you by surprise or, you know, I just, my whole thing is that I wanted us, I wanted the Rams to get a deep threat receiver, man. We did that and the quarterback and they did that. I, I'm, I'm cool. That's what I saw. I wasn't really paying attention to everybody else, but it is good to see yeah. Dak Prescott get that loot though. Yeah, very good, man. Uh, very well deserved. Um, I think, uh, I don't think the Cowboys could go forward without Dak Prescott and not really, you know, trying not to sign this guy. So um, I think he had all the leverage in this situation and uh, he really squeezed every piece of juice out of it he could. I mean, it's not oftentimes you see a player get the best of Jerry Jones, but we've seen it here play. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it here play out a couple of times with Ezekiel Elliott. He, he got the best of Jerry. And now Zach, Dak Prescott getting the best of Jerry's. I mean, just having the leverage, man. So it's important to have the leverage. And when you do have the leverage, especially as an NFL football player, with this being a collision sport, Doc, you got to take advantage of it, man. I mean, if the market says 40 million, guess what, man? Go ahead and get 40 minutes, 40 million, or try to push the market up, man. I mean, that's just the way it's happening. And if, if your play uh, has been as stellar as Dak Prescott's has, and you have the numbers to prove it. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go in that negotiation with your chest out, and go ahead and ask for it. Man. That's just that's that's just that's a heck of a raise to give. Uh, I'm telling you, man, you go from making what he made a year to, to now to that. Indeed, he might fall out when he see his first check, man. If you know what I mean, <laughs> he might literally pass out when he see how big of a, a increase that is, man. Well, I, I tell you what, man. I mean, they were going to be on the hook for another uh, franchise tag. Just, just imagine that. So you would have given him close to sixty plus million dollars for two seasons, and still he could walk out of the door. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't smart to, to really place that tag on Dak again. And, and oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Dak is very happy they got the deal done. And now, now it's time to go play football, man. I mean, a lot comes with that as well, Doc. So, I mean, I mean that NFC East, I'm sure it'll be a lot better this year. But uh, we'll see what the Cowboys do, does, man, this year. And we'll also see with our L.A. Rams. Anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we get up out of here, man? Just glad to have That's you. That's it, man. I'm good, man. I mean, uh, you know, like we've been saying, um, uh, as far as this draft is concerned, man, I think we have enough picks really to go heavy on defense. But, you know, if that 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 next generation speedster comes comes to play, uh, you know, I got my eye on one that's 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 in Auburn, that played for Auburn right now. He's a, he's a local South Florida guy. Ran a 4-2-6 at his pro day. But I don't think he. I don't think he's. You know, got that SEC dog in him. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four two six. You know, you can take the top off that defense, though, man. So you know, maybe maybe we can teach him to be a little dog and bite a little bit. You know, if he if he drops that much, and I think he will. But uh, there's a couple of guys out there that I got my eye on as far as uh, uh, being that 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 next guy to really stretch the field and uh, just be that threat that we need to see. 
Now, if, hey, look, he running that fast. And if he can, we need him to be a Willie Galt. We don't need his ass to be no Ronaldo Nehemiah now, dog. <laughs> we do not need him to be no Ronaldo Nehemiah. That dude is fast, but damn, he cannot catch. But Willie Galt, on the other hand, that dude is fast, but he can catch. So we need him to be a Galt, man, not a Nehemiah, man. But, hey, man, real quickly, bro, I want, hey, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Man, look, I love y'all, man. Canton, Ohio. You know, I love y'all, but I love Isaac Moore, man. Y'all better be glad I love Isaac, man, because y'all, 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 tripping with y'all prices, bro. But I'm going to be there. I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, look, I'm booking everything, hotels, flights, tickets. Look, man, hey, look, Ken, y'all tripping, man. But I get it. I understand. I just want to say that, man. I'm like, God dang, man. What? Every time I look at the price of something, I'm like, that's okay. I'll be there. But anyway, bro, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good, dog. All right, man. That's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.